Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, good people? Thank you for joining the Triple Threat Podcast. Again, I am DJ Shockley. You'll be my co-host here in one minute, my man, Scotty D. I want to thank you guys again for joining us on the Triple Threat Podcast each and every week, bringing you all great insights and all good stuff that's going around in the world of sports. But also, before we start, let's talk about Snappy. Snappy are my people. I talk about them every single week. They provide electrical, plumbing, heating, and air services to all of Metro Atlanta. They give you lifetime parts and labor. I say it every week, lifetime. Who gives you lifetime on anything? Locally owned and operated, of course, and they support a lot of local high schools here in the area, man. Give them a call at 770-424-SNAP or check them out on the web at at snappyservices.com. Everybody has a computer. You can check them out at snappyservices.com. Remember, electric, plumbing, heating, air, and we also have the great promo code. You get $75 off your next appointment if you use the code triple threat. So we appreciate that. Snappy, we appreciate you coming. Holla at them. Hey, they got a cool hashtag too. Snappy makes home happy. So continue, man, to use Snappy. You can check them out. Great people. Met a lot of great people with Snappy already. So uh, check them out, man. Scotty, you love Snappy too, right? I do. I love him. Snappy makes homes happy. <laughs> no, he's this, this cool t-shirt man i'm rocking it today so man hey man y'all check him out man don't forget 75 dollars off a promo code triple threat get 75 dollars off man hey man all right let's jump into what's going on around the world of sports scotty d what do you want let's start in the national football league all Obviously, right yeah a lot, lot of big games man the past couple weekends we're both atlanta guys we both saw our Atlanta Falcons take another loss mm. on Sunday. Tough loss that they took. What do you got to say about the old Falcons, man? What, what, what do you say about the uh, 0-4 now, mm. Atlanta Falcons? Of course, you played, you played on Monday night. Yeah. You played Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough going to Green Bay anyway. Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his brain right now. 13 touchdowns, zero interceptions, not turn the ball over. What do you think of the Falcons on the other side, man? I know they're decimated, but what's your thoughts on them? Yeah, well, I don't feel as, as you know, dejected as I did in some of the previous losses, you know, um, the way they lost. And like, like you just said, Aaron Rodgers is, you know, you, you, you made a comment weeks ago before the season even started that, that Aaron Rodgers was still one of the best quarterbacks. And I, and, and I kind of – I didn't say anything, but I kind of took issue in my head that, no, I don't know, man. I think maybe he, he might be falling off a little bit, but 13 touchdowns and zero interceptions in four games. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty solid. They're, they're not, it's not gaudy numbers, but, man, that's a clean sheet, you know? Yeah, um, man. But God, all those injuries, I don't, I don't see things getting much better for the Falcons with, with some of the injury situation they got going on. Yeah, man, it's going to be tough, man. This week coming up, they got – a division game uh, in the Carolina Panthers, Teddy Bridgewater, Carolina Panthers. Looked like, you know, I think when the season started, everybody thought the Panthers would be retooling. They got Matt Rule, new coaching staff. Brady mm-hmm. comes over from LSU. Yeah. This could be probably two wins for the Falcons, but Panthers are playing really good football right now, man. Just beat Carolina. 
I mean, Carolina just beat Arizona mm-hmm. last week yeah. and Kyler Murray and that crew. So yeah. Carolina's coming here with a little confidence, man. So it's going to be interesting in that ball game. Uh, other big games, you got the Raiders taking on the Kansas City Chiefs uh, coming up. You got Thursday night football. We got the Chargers. We got Chargers in New Orleans on Monday night. But on Thursday night, you got Tom Brady on Thursday night. What do you think about Tom Brady and those uh, – and those uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Well, selfishly, I was kind of hoping that they would not be everything people wanted them to be at the beginning of the season. <laughs> but I think Thank they, I think they might be it. Those, uh, the, you know, he's got he's got all those tools. He's got yeah. he's got he's got better group of receivers than he's ever had. He ever had in New England. So, and even more than and, that, I, and the running backs, man. Yeah, he's got that. He's got a good defense. Mm-hmm. They're taking on the Chicago Bears, Thursday night football. Tampa last week had to come back. They were down big in yeah. that ball game. Got some turnovers late in that uh, early before halftime from the Chargers. They end up going back up, getting the win. Brady throws five touchdowns. Mike mm-hmm. Evans has over 100 yards. But they did lose O.J. Howard in that ball game to an Achilles. Yeah. So that takes him out of the fold. But – they got a guy named Rob Gronkowski who may be getting a little bit more touches now. So I don't know how good that is for the rest of the NFL, uh, but we'll see. We saw the Chiefs beat the Patriots. They also had to move that game to Monday night. It mm-hmm. came on before the Falcons Monday night game. Brian Hoyer started at quarterback because Cam Newton had tested positive for COVID. So he was out. A lot of stories going around National Football League. The Titans had a couple more guys who – Tested positive for COVID, so a lot of a lot of interesting stories going around the league right now. Were you? I said, is did you agree with them playing that ball game with Cam finding out about COVID like a day or two before they played? Well, I mean, I I, I don't know what testing measures they took, but I would just trust that the NFL's done a pretty good job of keeping people tested, updated. Uh, they're they're testing. I don't even know how much, right. but yeah. I mean, I, if 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 he tested negative and they tested other people and they, I'm sorry, if he tested positive, and then they tested everybody else, which I know they did that at least, and they tested yeah. negative, and I don't have a problem with it. I, I I do. I would like to comment on that game a little bit, man. I I was that was an amazing game. How how. Belichick, I'm not going to say Hoyer necessarily, but how Belichick kept kept them in that game, six three yeah. at the half. I think yeah. it was only, I think it was ten to three into the fourth quarter before yeah. Kansas City started rolling a little bit, you know. But uh, yeah. that was, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with them playing. I, I, look, the the other game, the Titans Steelers, they decided to postpone. So I, I would I, I like to think that the NFL felt good about playing the one game, but. The other game, there was too many cases and people too many positives that they, you know, they right. had to move it. So yeah, I trust, I trust, uh, I trust them. Okay, all right, love to hear. All right, moving on. Uh, some interesting news came out. Coach O'Brien for the Texans mm. was fired. Yeah. Uh, after their 0-4 start in Houston, and there was an interesting story that came out that J.J. Watt and the defensive coordinator had a heated exchange with Coach O'Brien. The next day, he's fired. Now, I know a lot of it has to do with the 0-4 and what happened yeah. the previous years, but that doesn't look good when your star player and J.J. Watt has a heat exchange with your head coach, and the next day, he's out. Sam Darnold is going to be out. Guess who gets to start for the Jets? Joe Flacco is back in the fold. 
Yeah. Uh, also, other changes. Washington makes a QB change. Mm-hmm. They bench Haskins. So I don't know. You know, I mean, I think it's a little early trigger on Haskins, but we'll see. Uh, he gets I mean, what, what, Kyle Allen. What did they? Ex- what are they expecting? You know, Haskins to do with that team? I mean, I. Yeah. You got to let the guy play, man. I think. Yeah, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. So, in uh, our, our, our NFL talk, we got a couple teams in the NFC and AFC uh, with some good records in Seattle, the Bucks, the Rams, the Bears, the Packers, and the AFC, the Browns, Chiefs, Ravens, Colts, and Bills. Uh, out of those group of teams, you called it fool's gold with a, one or two teams. Are one of those teams or a couple of those teams, are they – Will they be at the end, I should say? Will they be at the end uh, winning a lot of games and being in the playoff manner? Yeah, I mean, obviously we're only a quarter way through the season, but right now those would be the top four or five seeds on each, you know, on each side of the bracket right now, right? So, you know, I don't believe the Bears. And I think tonight when the Bucks play the Bears, I think it's going to be pretty ugly. Um, yeah. Because the Bears look like hot doo-doo on Sunday. <laughs> I watched a lot of that game and um, – <laughs> the Colts are the Colts are an okay team. I think they're good. I think they're a solid team. But my gosh, Nick Foles couldn't hit the side of a barn. I, I, I was I was waiting for Trubisky to get put back in. But uh, yeah. I, I think the Bears are, oh, are fools gold. Um, I think in the AFC, still waiting for the Bills to trip up. Right? I mean, but they're, they're not doing it. And Bro, they um, look good. They look then, good. Josh Allen look good, man. I ain't gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, yeah. And he's, uh, he's slinging it all over the yard. Yeah, and, and the Browns. I don't know, man. I, I can't. I can't decide. I don't feel like they're as good as they are. But man, they just put up damn near fifty points on the Cowboys on uh, Sunday in uh, Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that, Dallas. that that was never. It only ended up being a what ten point game or something like that. But I don't think it was that close most of the game. Nah, I don't think it really that close. Dallas really ain't that good, so hey, you know I'm with your Browns. Bill, I, I think the Bills are a really good football team. Colts have a really good defense. Yeah. Uh, Philip Rivers still trying to find himself, but the Bears. I mean, how many teams change quarterbacks when you get three and zero? I mean, that just doesn't happen. <laughs> so that tells you, yeah, something ain't right on the inside. They found a way to win ball games. So yeah, a uh, lot, a lot, lot of interesting stuff going around National Football League. Look forward to another great weekend of football. Let's jump into. MLB, man, playoffs started. We saw the Braves get a huge win the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Astros looking impressive. Uh, when, when you look at the whole landscape of the playoffs, what do you think? Well, I mean, is everybody looking like who they're supposed to be and winning the games they're supposed to win? I think for the most part, yeah. I think what's interesting is out of 16 teams that started the playoffs, none of the teams from the Central Divisions made it. The, the Cubs, the Twins, the the Brewers, the Reds, the White Sox, uh, and I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but the, uh, Cardinals. The, none of them advanced. They all got beat. So right now, there's four series going on, and they're all division rivals. Yeah. So yeah, you got yeah, the yeah. Yankees and Rays, which we've talked about in our past pro- podcast. We got the Braves and the Marlins, which are really hating each other right now. <laughs> we got the A's and the Astros, which the A's really aren't pulling their, their weight right now, but uh, yeah. they're still, they don't like each other. And then yeah. you got the Dodgers Padres, which are the, 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 I think widely spread. Everybody says the Dodgers are the best team, but everybody's most excited about the Padres. I've mentioned that before too. So they have one. Oh, so hey, yeah. So they're, they're all, they're all like rivals playing each other right now, which is making this, this round of the playoffs kind of fun, you know? 
Yeah, you got the Marlins hitting the Kuna. You know, they mm -hmm. hit him like five, six times. So a yeah, lot so of bad far. blood in that. A lot of bad blood in yeah. that particular series. Hey, before we move on, I got to let people know, my man. My man Joe Hamilton mm -hmm. is going to be on today. I'm excited about having my man Joe on. Everybody knows Joe from the Georgia Tech days, running all over people. So my man Joe Ham would join the show. We got a lot of stuff we're going to discuss with Joe Ham today. Awesome. Uh, but Joe Ham's going to be coming up here soon, man. NBA, Lakers, Heat. Lakers take a commanding 3-1 lead. And when we were going through it, we were writing our notes about the show. We said, yeah, Friday is going to be a wrap. LeBron's going to be the real GOAT. He's going to have his fourth title. AD probably is going to be the, the MVP of the entire series. I mean – Mm -hmm. I mean, do the Heat have a chance, Scotty? Do, can, they, can they win a couple more games than this? Or can I, they even win Friday? I keep wanting somebody to take the Lakers out. Um, and, and I don't even why know why. I don't even Lakers, know bro? why. Because why the, to, me, the they're not in, to me, they're not interesting. It's like it, – it, it's, Bro, it's, anything LeBron don't interesting. <laughs> well, I, 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 yeah, right now I'm pulling for the Heat. You know, I mean, I am. And, and I see maybe well, one you more – I'm saying one, maybe one more. I ain't gonna be that sad, but I, I, I see maybe, <laughs> maybe one more win, but okay. definitely not two. This ain't going to seven games. I know that much, but it, it could, it could easily be over. Bro, them boys ready to get out of the bubble. Yeah, right now they could be going from the bubble is what they said. They took mm -hmm. care of business in game three. That's true. So there's no way this is moving past the weekend. They're gonna be going Friday, celebrating LA by Saturday night. So. Uh, <laughs> I like the Lakers, man. LeBron, he on. He got a new focus going. He's saying he can't sleep. He's saying he up all night. He's texting mm -hmm. his boys before they play. So, must win. So, hey, man. Lakers, they going to end this thing on Friday for sure. Well, right. I tell you, before, before we move on, though, I don't, I, I don't want to just give AD just a, a casual mention that he's probably going to be MVP. That dude has looked so good these playoffs. Bro, this man, bro, this man covered Jimmy Butler. In the last game, in game four. This man is a power forward center and can guard the point guard all the way through the five and He's body terrific. guys. I mean, it ain't many dudes in the league that's like that. I mean, this dude hit a three at the end of the game the other night, and it was as smooth as Jimmy Butler shooting and stuff. I mean, it was – yeah, you're right. AD, AD is a different breed, man. He made from a different set of cloth. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. He's special. <laughs> college, all right, man, college football. The most important time of the year right now, college football is having a lot of great games going on. Still waiting on the Big Ten. They're coming here in a couple of weeks soon to join the party. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about what happened this weekend. Georgia-Auburn, right. huge ball game that happened this past weekend. Everybody's expecting that to be a, a big-time matchup. Top ten teams going at it. Georgia to look good versus Arkansas. Who's going to play quarterback? Bo Nix's experience. Gus Malzahn always say they kick the dog crap out of Georgia. Georgia boat race Auburn, mm -hmm. crushed them in that ball game, dominated Auburn in every single phase of the game. Stetson yeah. Bennett started for the dogs and played well. What did you think of that, uh, that output of, uh, of my dogs? Well, I don't know that I'm necessarily a big believer in Stetson Bennett yet, but um, – I'm I'm wondering. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not hating him. He's, he sounds like a law firm, but uh, I, I I don't I don't I found so I watched the Gators. I watched the Gators at twelve on on Saturday, and they kept advertising the the game, 
and they had two players on the graphic on the screen. One was Bo Nix, and the other was JT Daniel. And I'm like, it struck. I was like, well, this dude haven't played a play for them yet. Put a defensive player on. That's the strength. That's the strength of that team, right? Put a defensive player. But he had him. So I just assumed he was playing that night. But he he didn't see him. But um, you know, I think Georgia got got their ducks in a row on Saturday. Um, you know, they got the, that's what you're supposed to do when you're the a top four team in the country. You fix you fix stuff in practice, and then you come back the next week with 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 things ironed out a little bit. But I also think probably I. Bo Nix hasn't really wowed me other than a couple couple Bo, plays Bo, here and there. Bo is, Bo is pretty good, but he just doesn't play well in those big games. Yeah. He hasn't played well in big games throughout his, you know, first uh, year as a freshman and then going into this year. So hopefully they find a way to get better. Auburn will be a good football team, but they just were no match for Georgia mm-hmm. uh, that past weekend. Florida gets another win where the defense continues to give up yards and give up some points. Uh, I think a little bit closer game with South Carolina than they probably wanted or expected. Mm -hmm. Uh, But still, the Kyle Pitts, the Kyle Trash story continues. They continue to ball out. Kyle Trash still putting up big numbers. Uh, Kyle Pitts got another two two touchdowns in that ball game. Got six on the season now. Uh, Both Knicks has got ten on the season, I believe it is. So Florida's offense is similar to LSU last year. They think they're going to outscore everybody possibly. I know those are your Gators. What do you think about your Gators other than uh, having a good offense? Well, everything on the offensive side I feel great about. It's not – Kyle Pitts is, is – he's yeah. ridiculous, man. He, he, he's one of, the, one of the best college tight ends I've, I've seen. Um, just from a, from a pass-catching standpoint, obviously. But he – you know, they've also got Kadarius Toney. They got um, – Bro, uh, how about that running hat? How about that running hat? That was he, crazy, running through five <laughs> people. I know, and he, and he, he, he ducks out of tackle. He, he's, he's tremendous. He, he's really underrated Bro, I guy. Know, I hope – I don't know how you – I don't know how you stop Pitts or Tony. Like, them dudes are ridiculously good, man. And they got Trayvon Grimes. They got Jacob Copeland. And then they got a, a committee of backs. Um, they're, they're Offensively, they're going to be great. I, I just really worry about all the yards and points they give up. And they give up it's, – it's weird because they give up long drives and, and, and give up a touchdown and then three and out the next time. I, so, I, I'm a little concerned about that. They, they're facing Kellen Mond this week, you know, so that's, that's, that's a little bit of a concern because that's going to be yeah. probably the best quarterback they face so far. I think, I think it's safe to say. So, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, let's jump around. Big 12, Texas, OU, big game, Red River rivalry coming up. Not as, as much – Flair yeah. as it has been in the past. Oklahoma lost a couple games. Texas has lost a game. Texas just lost to TCU 33 mm-hmm. 31. Uh, Oklahoma 0 2 in the Big 12. How crazy is that? I mean, you ain't heard that go in a long time. I, I no. remember they had a players only meeting mm-hmm. uh, on Tuesday. So, man, a lot of things going on in Oklahoma. Who you got? Oklahoma, Texas. Who wins that ball game? It's hard to say because, I mean, to me, it seems like a, a shoe in for Oklahoma. Overall, but God, man! I mean, I, first of all, they're eliminated from the they're eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, they're, they're, they're out. They're they're, they're done. Yeah, they're done. And I don't I don't think Texas is that good. Everybody, the media keeps trying to build up Texas, and and every year this is the year. And I, you know, I think Sam Sam Ellinger, Ellinger is a great quarterback and uh, uh, does a lot of great things. But I don't watch them that much, so I don't know what they are as a team. 
But yeah. yeah, I don't think this is that big of a game from a national standpoint anymore. But or this yeah, year anyway. You. But but it probably hopefully it'll be a good game. I think it will be. I'll watch some of it for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always. I mean, you always love these rivalry games. The mm-hmm. best come out of everybody in these rivalry games. So look forward to that one. Other big games. Uh, we saw Mississippi State lose to Arkansas. Arkansas had <laughs> lost twenty straight <laughs> SEC games, and they come off the snide. Give. Sam Pittman, a lot of credit. Yeah, yeah. This team finds a win. Mississippi State falls off the face of the earth from this 623-yard passing game from K.J. Costello. Crazy. Uh, I don't, so, uh, that was uh, glaring. Big games this weekend, though. Georgia takes on Tennessee. You mentioned Florida mm-hmm. and Texas A&M. And mm-hmm. the big one on Saturday night, Miami and Clemson. Yeah. I, and that's going to be a game we're looking forward to, man, because Miami, Derrick King, uh, Clemson, we know Trevor Lawrence and what they're about. Can Miami be the team that dethrones Clemson once and for all? That's going to be interesting to watch. I think it's in Death Valley, too, so I don't know too much. Virginia Tech, North Carolina, the other game that uh, something to look forward to. So a lot of big games happening. I think those last two games you mentioned, we're about to find out how real a couple teams are, Miami and North Carolina. They're both top ten teams. Um, You know, the the pundits love them some North Carolina, including you, love them some North Carolina coming into the season. So, yeah, well, yeah, this is a team. team. This is a team they should beat, but we'll, you know, yeah. we'll see. We'll see how it goes because they barely beat uh, who they play Boston College. Yeah. They barely beat Boston College uh, last weekend. So we'll we'll see if those two teams are legit. But I, I think I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to lay the points for Clemson, I think, this week. So I'm going to give I'm going to give those points away. We got it. We got it all recorded. So we'll see, <laughs> man. Hey. Hey, man, I want to thank you guys. It's been fun. We're going to come back and we're going to be joined by the man, the myth, the legend, my guy, Joe Hamilton. And he's going to let us know all things that's happened throughout his life and career. Talking about being the Heisman runner-up. We got a lot of questions for my man, Joe Ham. Stay tuned. Triple Threat Podcast with Joe Hamilton coming up next. Now joining the Triple Threat Podcast, my dude finally got him on here, and you know it's tough for me to get my fellow GT guy on here, but uh, I got my man Joseph Fitzgerald Hamilton on the line now. Joe, jo, what up, man? What up, DJ? <laughs> All good, man. I like the introduction, man, because I feel the same exact way about you. Lots of respect. <laughs> respect. You always kept it clean and you still representing. So I'm doing well. Family's well. Everybody's well. Even through a pandemic. No doubt. Still got my that's head up, you know, following the protocols. Yeah, man. That's what I wanted to ask you before we got started, man. How, how everybody doing through all these tough times? How you guys acclimated to it? And uh, what, what's been the, the biggest or toughest struggle you've had during this time, man? A toughest struggle, uh, just revert, uh, remembering what you've known, instilled, that take one day at a time, be flexible, be, have the ability yeah. to adapt to any situation. Yeah. A family home, the kids, I would say, DJ, the kids getting out at home, you know, the mundane, doing the same thing for three months. But as we saw the future and as we saw we got, got getting better and things of that nature, uh, all I was saying is follow the rules. Only yeah. me. Only <laughs> listen to the CDC. I'm not an expert. Yeah. Whatever the CDC 
I'm gonna follow. I'm not gonna mix words. I'm not gonna act like I'm a you know you know uh, you know a rocket scientist. No. <laughs> how about you, DJ? Before we get started, how about you? How you and the family doing? How y'all doing? Man. Man, fam, good man. My my little guy, he playing a little uh, his first year of uh, football, a tackle football. So he ate. Uh, we having a good time with that, man. My daughter gymnastics. My wife doing good. So I appreciate you asking about that, man. So everybody, everybody cool around our way, man. Sounds good, brother. Sounds good. So man, if I mean everybody has to know Joe Ham. If you don't know Joe Ham, obviously the All American quarterback at Georgia Tech did a lot of great things for the. The Yellow Jackets now doing a lot of great things now uh, after football. Uh, Joe, let's go back down memory lane a little bit, man. Let's go back to your South Carolina days, high school, man. Talk about your experience and uh, when, when did you first get the love for football? But I know you're you're an all-around athlete, so I know you played multiple sports. But when did you realize maybe football is uh, for me? <laughs> You're right, DJ. Uh, not really realizing football, just football was for me. Uh, it was more so a situation where uh, sports, I love sports. So we were seasonal growing up in South Carolina, out in South Carolina. Football, we would play football during that season. Basketball, it was a basketball, right? So then baseball, yeah. we were running the bases, soccer, whatever we can do, we were running around. And at the end of the day, you know, until my senior year, you know, I, not necessarily saying I wasn't going to play football, but I was wondering whether I was going to play basketball or not. You know, so right. I knew I was going to play football, but I had a couple, you know, offers, you know, little school, small school offers for basketball. I mean, basketball, tried to package it up somewhat, just joking, knowing that yeah. Joe Tech or the big guys wasn't going to let you play both as a quarterback. But it was interesting, DJ, from the simple fact that we play ball. We yeah. know the game. That's it. So, you, you know, we've, we used to always say in South Carolina, especially deep in the low, a lot. AJ Green, one just off the top of my mind. I like, yeah. Um, especially talking to you. Uh, but, but we know the game. There's a difference between field speed, game speed, and things of that nature. And then all with our mind as well. So, growing up, yeah. man, I just, you know, played. Just played sports, man. Just played. Yeah. So, how. Uh, how did you end up at Georgia Tech? I know a lot of people want to know how how did they end up getting the, the famous Joe Ham? Is there a cool story behind it? Was there other schools you wanted to go to? Was it close? I mean, how did you end up uh, at Georgia Tech? Yeah, you, you you would like this, DJ, because I went on on, on uh, my recruiting visit to Nebraska in 1994. You know, I was 95. I was going to be a freshman in 95. And I was, when Nebraska was coming off of the national championship, they were getting ready to go back-to-back national championship, Tom Frazier, mm. the quarterback. Yeah. And I went out there by myself. I went out there when they were preparing to play the Orange Bowl. I think it was against Miami. Preparing, yeah. that's when I took my official visit. And you know now sometimes people take it after the you know season or things like that. And some uh, teams, Penn State included, and Nebraska brought me in doing preparation of a bowl before you know after the season was over so that's 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 unique in itself right there so uh and when i came up with that visit kevin Steele, now the defensive coordinator at uh Auburn, oh, now he's the recruiter yeah. yeah very good recruiter and that's exactly yeah. why i left there it, it brings a lot of you know uh, you know truth to the story when i left there i said coach i'm coming you know they're recruiting <laughs> me there 
I am coming. And I got back home, DJ, and I said to mom, I said to dad, I'm committed. I'm, I'm going to commit to Nebraska. That's where I'm going to be. And mom, mom looked at me and so supportive in the way she is. It was just a feeling like, huh? She said, but that's far. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, you say that's far and that's too cold. <laughs> Yes, yes, it was so deflating the way she said it. She was going to support him, you know. And uh, but I just realized at that point, I said, "Okay, yeah, I understand," because they really relished it. And they were going to be there the whole time to look through, thought through it. Coach George O'Leary was very, very honest because at that time, DJ, I was going through what we go through. Oh, I went through. You were taller stature than I, uh, you know, shorter status quarterback that. You're going to get changed when you get on the campus, DB, wide receiver. Yeah. So I dealt with all that as well. So it was really, really unique when you're talking about me making a decision to pick a college. I was very, very, very high on being a quarterback, that I am a quarterback, and I want you to at least let me compete as a quarterback. Man, uh, you know what? Even though you say that, I went through the same thing. And you know what What gave me confidence is I watched dudes like you, bro. I watched dudes like you go tear it up. So I knew there was a chance for me when they say, oh, you got to move. Maybe you're not tall enough. So I knew then, nah, I'm watching this dude right down the street from me. You know, I, I'm down on the south side. So I'm like, I'm watching this dude right up the street downtown. He killing it. So I know I can do it on the next level. So uh, I think that's good, man, because, you know, we got a lot of kids that watch – and listen to the podcast, and there are a lot of quarterbacks who are not ideal, six three, six four, or whatever. And to hear you say it don't matter your size, it don't matter uh, what people say about you, all you do is believe in yourself. And like you said, you adamant about it. I'm playing QB. Yeah, and you, you know, DJ, you say that, and I totally agree. And I'm not going to backpedal from that at all. But I, I do want athletes in general to still be versatile. You know, yeah. the more you do, uh, the more you can do, the better you are. The, the, you know, the, the, the more the, the coaches can get you in the field to help the team win. Uh, but right. the notion that, you know, you can't do something because of the magnitude, whether it's studying the film or trying to get better, that's the notion. And I'm trying so hard, I very seldom, you know, use African-American and white quarterbacks. And it's hard not to. You hear me, DJs? Because yeah. I know what's going on. He was more so dual threat, athlete, mobile, those things. And I'm still not forgetting that, you know, maybe, you know, other 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 quarterbacks don't get that quick trigger pulled on them like Dwayne Haskins got pulled on him this week. No doubt. You know, so and without you getting in depth, because I don't know, you, you might not want to go to this direction. I, I, it doesn't matter to me at all. DJ, you, you know, I'm really, really close. I can't wait to really have a round of golf with you. I've yeah, seen yeah, the yeah. <laughs> I know you're going to have to give me a stroke or two. And you got to be able to I've seen your swing. But that's the whole thing about it, DJ, is the fact that we, we have a message, we have a voice, and balance, fair and understandable. I think that's our role. Yeah, man. I mean, it's well said. And I think in this day and age that it's something that we don't have to back away from, man. I mean, I think it's, it's pretty evident that, you know, sometimes we had to do a little bit more. And that's just how, you know, it went about. And, you know, in today's age, there's a lot of things going on in our country. And, you know, we're, we're fighting against a lot of different stuff. So uh, definitely, definitely been there and know exactly what that feels like, man. Let, let's talk about you in college now. 
before we get to the to the glory is the 99 where you went off, talk about the things you went through to get to that time where everything was good and everything was all good and you you, you had to work your way into that spot. Talk about those first couple of years, the things you learned, the things you went through to become uh, the Joe Ham that was a Heisman runner-up uh, in 99. Yeah, that's good stuff right there, DJ. Um, um, fight, first of all, I want to give a shout-out to Coach George O'Leary because what he promised uh, as far as recruiting me that I would get an opportunity to play, compete, that's all he promised. And he was not going to move me like you and I talked about earlier. And that happened. Brandon Show and I had a, you know, uh, all-out, even Stevens uh, competition. One, mm -hmm. you know, I would get a I would get the first teams one day. He would get the first team the next day, just like Coach said, uh, as a redshirt freshman. And I did some good things, you know, and I struggled. And that's why, the, you know, you know, to, to fast forward today, what I can tell Jeff Sims, what I can tell some other true freshman quarterback or even redshirt freshman, uh, a freshman quarterback, it happens. Not everybody are Tua. Not everybody Trevor Lawrence coming out of the womb and not having to develop. And right. that's what I did, DJ. I went to work. I, I, I was happy for the red shirt to be able to settle things in academically, get used to how to travel and do those things on campus. That settled me in. You know, I, I wasn't ready because I was trying to do a little too much. And then uh, Coach Friesen came in, and Coach Friesen basically said in my sophomore year, uh, DJ, you need to eliminate the plays, the bad, the terrible plays, and then we can move forward. And mostly the bad and terrible plays were me trying to do way too much. Coming out of yeah. high school, not letting the other 10 guys play, not letting the players develop, not seeing concepts and understanding, hey, man, you're really trying to be Superman. And, right. and sometimes it doesn't slow down. It didn't slow down to me until really junior year bowl, bowl game deep into the season after we played you guys late in that season and then to the next year that, I mean, really slowed down to where, wow, it's, yeah. it's kind of easy. So it's, it's been a really good process that I look back on and I really enjoy thinking about it, DJ. You know, Joe, I, I would love for you to kind of tell uh, the people that's listening or athletes that are looking to play maybe college football, like uh, they just see what happens on Saturday. They see you show up, they see – uh, you go out, you have a good game or whatever it may be, but talk about some of the stuff that you had to struggle through or some of the things that you had to learn throughout the process of being a student athlete, going to class, all that kind of stuff that helped you uh, later on. Thanks for the lead-in, uh, DJ, because I'm a spokesperson now that don't put all your uh, eggs in one basket. Don't think you're going to the NFL and be there for, you know, 10 years, 15 years, and that's what you're going to be. Because I'm, I used to be embarrassed that I, I went to school in 2005 and I only, and I graduated in 2000, excuse me, I went to school in 95 and graduated yeah. in 2007. That's 12 years. See, I used to be embarrassed about telling that, but when I'm speaking to the kids now, it's cool now to be a student athlete. It's no cool now to read the Bible. It's cool now to pull your pants up and act like, hey, you have some sense. Those things are cool now. You yeah. shouldn't be ashamed of that. Not to say I was yeah. ashamed of it, but I was too one-track minded. Gotcha. All right, so, you know, so with all the tutoring going on and all the help that's available, there was no reason for me to spend five years I DJ at Georgia Tech and not have my degree. No right. reason. Messing yeah. around. 
Those are the yeah. lessons I learned. And I'm accountable in one way. Yeah, those guys will know. And sometimes I feel guilty, but I talk to my teammates often and let them know, say, hey, I think I failed y'all. Because they consider me as a great leader. Yeah, you are a leader. And as I look back at it right now, I'm like, I led y'all only on the football field. <laughs> you know, I, don't yeah. I don't mind if it be it's it, 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 it Zoom and for the people to hear and for the kids to hear. I love to tell this story that I was a guy that would, you know, kind of hang out in, in this class just to be alive for, for practice, just to make sure I go all out then. That's not the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not the you know, when you get that opportunity to make sure you excel a total person and overall, when you see some guys that, you know, have a, uh, a polo shirt or you see some guys that's in a business suit, it's all okay to be business and make sure that degree, that degree is the most important thing. And I must say this now, 12 years later, I did get that degree and it was very, very important. Better and a better feeling than any, any touchdown I ever made. Man, that's well said. I, I think so many people going to get so much from that, uh, I think kids are going to recognize that and say, man, this guy has been at the, the pinnacle bit at the top, and this guy understands it was important. So I salute you on that, Joe, man. I, I appreciate you saying that, being open and honest about, you know, some of the stuff you had to go through. Uh, let's get to that 99 season, man. I, I got a couple uh, things I want people to know before you talk about this 99 season. You were All-American, won the Davey O'Brien Award, Heisman runner-up, ACC player of the year, ACC Offensive Player of the Year. I mean, what 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 didn't you do besides win that Heisman? I mean, you did everything possible. And I remember watching you, group, because I was you know junior high school. You know, I'm thinking about where I want to go to school, and I'm watching you. I'm like, bro, I can go rip it up like he can, like he is out there killing it. Talk about that '99 season, man. Why was it so special, and how were you able to play at such a high level that year? Yeah. Um... I tell you, DJ, that was fun. Very, very, very fun. Um, and it was so much fun because each and every day in the weight room and definitely on practice, man, I worked hard. And I demanded guys to work hard. And the reason why I did that because on Saturdays was the showcase time. We wanted to work hard, exhaust yourself, and then say, hey, to the fans, to the people watching, this is what we just worked on. Let's showcase. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. You know that you in the backyard and you behind the back, you're doing a Euro step and all that. You work yeah. on that until game <laughs> That's what I remember. And I also remember Coach Friedgen, you know, uh, loosening up the reins even more. My junior year, I had some, you know, freedom to be able to get at the line and call some things uh, left, right. You know, maybe we had some you know, uh, kill, kill, now that you know in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. One coach yeah, or another. Yeah. We had some of that in my senior year. Uh, he let me run two-minute drills when I wanted to, not just on my wristbands when it was time to, when I wanted to, and he felt yeah. comfortable. Uh, he communicated on the sideline. It was more so players talking. What do you want? You want to do this? You want to do that? And the game slowed down. You tell me it slowed. It's almost slowed down. Like I was going in slow motion, and I tell you what's so humbling about the whole experience, with, which everybody will learn from this as well. That year, I think we averaged like 45, 46 points a game. And I Yes, and I never took my helmet off, DJ, in the fourth quarter. So we, we were always in a dogfight. The defense gave up so, so many points. And it yeah. was really, uh, it, it was a tough balance, I have to say the yeah. least. But I roomed with three defensive players. <laughs> so <laughs> normally, normally when you would think that that would divide a team when it's that right. such a 
you guys. I was able to galvanize and let you, hey man, guys, let's just go out here, try to make this happen, keep working and doing those things. And uh, uh, man, and, and not only that, but when you talk about that 1999 year, you would be, you know, you would like to hear this. Coach O'Leary sat me down right before that and told me about all the highs and expectations and what they expect. Uh, we're not going to be feeding you or featuring you. We're not going to do those things. We're just going to try to win games. So it came out, Allison George. Shout out to Allison George, a really, really good friend of mine. She was an SI director at that point in time. Yeah, they told, they told me. And then wow. also, also doing that, and I, I hope I'm not too long with it, DJ. I'm hoping no, not. no, bro. These stories people want to hear. Yeah. But I even remember after we played after we played uh, North Carolina that year, 1999, I think it was the third, yeah, third game of the season, at home against Julius Peppers and those guys. He was a freshman then. And I kind of had some turnovers and all that. We made some plays. We were down at half. But we made some plays in the two-minute warning to win the game. And they called me back in, DJ. They said, I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think you were putting too much. <laughs> because I tried to, you know, figure defensive end out, turn up, and then pitch it, whatever. And now, yeah. oh, oh, so it was a real deal that whole entire year, and uh, it was a special moment, man, special moment. I, I can remember details about that whole entire season. Man, that's pretty crazy. I mean, that year was uh, one of the craziest I remember watching. And you don't even know this, but – I was when I was in Georgia, 2002, 2003. I was thinking about leaving Georgia, and the first person who reached out to us, Ralph Friedrich. He was at Maryland, and then and he said, "Look, did you see what I did with Joe Ham back in '99?" So that's a that's a story I ain't ever told you. But Friedrich was really hot on the trails then, and was like, "Man, you could do some of the stuff that he did, and we could do some great things." Now, for some people, I'm gonna read out these stats. When you left Georgia Tech, 10,640 yards, 65 touchdowns passing, and another 83 total touchdowns. I mean, you're talking about getting it done. You got it done. And I think, you know, you were putting Tech on the map for sure. A lot of people I know remember good old Joe Ham. Uh, let's move on to the league, man. You get drafted uh, by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, in 02 – I mean, back in uh, 99. And um, – you were drafted seventh round. You were the 237th pick, I believe it was. And I was seventh round, 223rd pick of the seventh round. So we have some stuff in common. We're real close in the uh, in the draft part of it. But talk about that. I made it. <laughs> talk, about, talk about the experience of being drafted and then playing for Tony Dungy, what that was like. You know, it's unique. It's very, very, very unique. You hear me, DJ? Because growing up dreaming about the NFL and playing it, uh, that's all we worked for that time, all getting to the highest level. And you right. worked for it. But that, the, the NFL, when I got there, disappointed me. Because from junior high to college, to all levels, I was able to outwork a guy. I was able to say, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. and maybe come into camp and I might you know, do a little bit more, uh, do a little better than you, outperform you. That went out the way in the NFL. That went out the way. You know, uh, shout out to Coach Dungy. I love him so much. Uh, he drafted me there at Tampa Bay. Um, and I got a Super Bowl ring at Tampa Bay. No but doubt. That, yeah, but, but it was one of those deals I know that, or knew that I couldn't play or wouldn't be able to play because I didn't get the opportunity to play. I, 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 and I always wonder when you look back at it, uh, and I'm satisfied, DJ. I'm very satisfied. I look at the uh, you know man in the mirror saying that I maxed out. 
no regrets. Uh, but if I had, I would rather get the opportunity and throw six TDs, six touchdowns, and 27 interceptions, and have a seven and 21 record and play, then not get the opportunity to be out there and play, not to get the opportunity to compete. I wanted to just see. So yes. really in the grand scheme of, you know, my, my, my experience in the NFL was kind of in as far as playing, but yes. fulfilling because I made it. I can't discredit it. Um, that's something that's going to be in my resume. So I'm very, very, very grateful. But I just wanted an opportunity. To I hate you. Split the reps. I hear you, man. I hear you. I've been there. Know what it feels like, man. You, so you you leave the Bucks and you go play in the Arena League, play for the Pray for Galaxy, and crush it. I'm talking about over nine thousand yards. And th- is this number real? Over hundred and eighty-one touchdowns. Yeah, that's a re- that's a, that's real in Arena yeah. Football. I don't want to exaggerate yeah. it too much, man. I don't want to take too much credit for that. That is real for arena football, but it's getting way, it gets way, way, way higher than that, DJ. Way higher. Um, but I mean, even, even with that experience, DJ, um, that was all about who I am in a nutshell. I just want to play ball. Right. Okay, so that was just too. That was AFL, that was XFL. You know, uh, Frank Fancy, you know, NFL Europe. I, I wanted to play ball. Yeah. And that's how I saw, uh, uh, you know, the Arena Football League. And that's how I see, you know, ball and period, ball period of football. Joe, you know what, man? You, you move on and, you know, you, you do some great things and uh, you, you start your career over. You start doing other things. You start coaching. Oh, uh, you had a, a situation that you overcame. Talk about overcoming obstacles in your life that everybody go through because everybody, nobody's perfect. Everybody's going through their own set of stuff. And it just so happened, you, Joe Hamilton, and everybody know who Joe Hamilton is. But I tell you, man, nobody is irrelevant to the things that happen to them in life. But it's all about how you come back from them. And I think your story now of where you were then and where you are now, I think speaks volumes for people. Yes. You know what, you know what, DJ, I, I want to say I really, really appreciate you for leading into that and not shunning it, especially you and I talking that, may, you know, might be saying that, you know, they're boys, they're going to protect that. When you look at it, somebody's entire career and what they've done at all steps and not skipping over 2008, DJ, I really appreciate that. I really do because it, it, again, it's one of those. It's one of those messages. It's one of those learning things. It's one of those things that where you know you you are, you are here to make a difference. All these things I've given to you, these hall of fame and these talent, these gifts. Because I asked you know the good Lord yeah. about that. What do you want me to do? What do you, I mean, why right. am I me? I mean, it could have been a lot of people. You know that could have been no a lot doubt. Of I'm asking why me. So. Uh, at the end of the day, when I went through that, when, when, when the blue lights hit me, when, when the cops stopped me for doing wrong, for being illegal, for doing something illegal, the first step that I took was throwing my hands up. And that's the only step. I didn't point any fingers. I didn't blame anybody. It was his fault, that fault, that person. You know, nobody to blame. I threw my hand up. And right then, it was determined happen again and how I'll make it not happen again. There, there are steps. And not being in denial and learning from that, uh, I think, you know, and I also set an example 
for our, my institute. I set an example yeah. for the yellow jackets. I set an example that there are no finger pointing. You know, you can also do the right thing. Even if it's somebody of your own that you really love, the right thing can be done. So there's been no problems at all with that. And, and again, I tell them now that I didn't point any fingers. It would be yeah. one thing if you try to use anybody else to say that's to blame, that's to blame, that's to blame, and then you can't grow. So you always right. got to grow, and we're going to all make mistakes. And it was so, so disappointing, DJ. Yeah. Your name going the bottom line of Sports Center, your mom and your dad, very, 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 very hurtful. Very hurtful. But when you look at it now, when, when, when somebody has to search that on Google or look that up, you know, it's really on the bottom line because you've done so many things to try to overcome that and show that that's not really who you are. You made a yeah. bad mistake, but let's yeah. move forward. I'm going to try not to do that again and get better and learn from it. Man, you know what? Uh, I think that's probably the true test of the character of who you are, man, because a lot of people, like you mentioned, will shy away from it or say, hey, you know, they blame everybody else. Um, and I think the fact that you're honest, you're open about it, it's going to help so many people, but also it shows that, hey, I made a mistake, I made it, and now I moved on. A lot of people don't realize when that happened, you would, you had just been with Georgia Tech, been assistant coach, just been hired for two weeks, and then the situation comes, and a lot of people who are in that spot will probably be like, man, where do I go from here? Yes, and yes, good stuff, boy. DJ, you're well informed. Or you really follow Joe Hamilton. I like that, DJ. You my dude, man. You my dude. I, I, I follow everything, man. You my guy. No, but you're absolutely right because that, that whole thing was that I was too, too, I had my chest far too out. Because you remember, yeah. during that time I just got my degree, I just did them things like coming back. I was a part of the staff of the committee of picking the next head coach, and that was Paul Johnson. And Paul Johnson is the guy that hired. I was in all those meetings. Uh, Charlie Strong, uh, uh, Neuheisel, uh, 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 Joko Phillips. I was on the part of the committee of picking a new head coach. And so for my, for my process, Coach, coach uh, uh, Johnson hired me and then was just on the job, just on the job. And then the, the, the lesson is that I thought invincible. Here I am, yeah. Done, done things at Georgia Tech, graduated, now I'm at my alma mater, you're taking things for granted, you know, not really, you know, embracing and being too grateful and thankful, and bam, and bam, you're absolutely right, and then that, and then years later, DJ, to add on to that, as far as humility and taking on the chin and doing the little things, Coach Johnson was the same person that hired me back in the recruiting district <laughs> about years later so yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's one of those things and I, I don't point fingers you know I encourage and I you know I, if there's something <laughs> to blame or something something that needs to be taken responsibility for uh, I'll do it see that's what's pretty cool is five years later you come back to that same institute and now you're part of that staff again 2011 you were running ex coach at Georgia State two years later after that you go and now you're on the staff again and that brings me to where we are now uh, first off, I want to give you a congrats. First, you were, you know, inducted to the College Football Hall of Fame back in 14. Now you just recently found out you're being inducted to the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame. So congrats on that, Joham. And you got a new show, man. You were home team, man, on 680 Fan every morning. I mean, we just talked about stuff that happened back in 08. We talked about the struggles that you went through in college. 
but look at what you're saying now. And I think that's a true testament of who you are as a man. And I think it's pretty cool, man. Talk about the opportunity of first, you know, being inducted into the, the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame. And then also now you got your own show. How is that, bro? <laughs> uh, well, Georgia, uh, Georgia Sports Hall of Fame, DJ, is one of those things that thank you, thank you, thank you. And you got you, you to gotta make sure everybody gets their thank yous. You, yeah. I mean, offensive line, players, coaches, everybody. And I've always said, if you ever, ever saw or see a frog on top of a building, somebody put him there or somebody helped him get there. So he yeah. didn't get to the bottom stuff. The frog can't jump that. Everybody <laughs> no needs help. Everybody needs help to do some things and everybody needs help to, to, make, to maximize their potential. And th that's where I feel about that. And immediately when you get inducted to a Hall of Fame like that, any Hall of Fame, but you look at the peers you're going in with. And that Crazy. list, DJ, that list. I said, Crazy. Tom Robert. I said, what am I, what, what is my name doing with Tom Robert? I said, Roy Jordan, you know, look at Stuart Singh, Maya yeah. Moore. What is my yeah. name doing with Maya Moore? Are you joking? So when you look at that and you're humbled by that, it's it, it just so, so, so real. And it happened to well now, more momentum into our show, Home Team of Hamilton show. And I laughed or cringed or just tickled inside when you say a show, because that's what we try to do. You know, we want to be, you know, we want to definitely get the facts. We want to be, you know, entertained and we want to laugh. Make sure we laugh. Don't take ourselves. No doubt. Uh, we can no be doubt. wrong. It, it's good for me now as a quarterback that I can play Monday morning. I can be right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anybody rushing me to be right as far as the offense. I'm a defensive lineman. So it's outstanding. And not only that, uh, DJ, the time of the show and the way that my daughter, I mean, my son is uh, 12 years old. He's played, he's played football. He plays basketball. He's involved a lot. My daughter, you know, you know, cheerleading. They're involved in a lot. And a lot you of people. You can beat up on yeah, pick them up, yeah. take them to practice, be almost a soccer dad while still right. living life of what I love. And nothing beats, nothing beats telling my wife that I have to go downstairs to work. <laughs> I got to go watch sports and I, that's my work. Nothing beats. <laughs> that's pretty cool, man. I, I'm glad you talked about your family there, man, because uh, obviously there's always more to the man. Uh, then, you know, it's the, it's the people that surround him, people that's behind him, that support him and all that kind of stuff. Before we let you go, Joe, uh, I definitely want to ask you about your, your Yellow Jackets. Yeah. Uh, started the season really well, got the big win. Uh, first off, what did you think of the hire of Jeff Collins, who I absolutely love? I think the guy is, is an awesome hire, brings great energy. I mean, he is enthusiastic. And then what are the uh, future uh, hopes for uh, the Yellow Jackets going forward? And can anybody dethrone Clemson, man? <laughs> well, Coach Collins, yeah, Coach Collins, outstanding hire. And I love the fact that he, he grew up in Conyers. Uh, he knows about the, you know, the atmosphere. He can check the temperature. He can get some high school guys and high school relationship with coaches. I really, really, really love that. I love the energies he's bringing. I love the fact that he's not jumping in the boat. He's not saying that just because we Georgia Tech, we can't go after a four or five star at least try to impress a grandma, at least try to impress a coach, at least try to impress whomever, you know, to say, you know, we're going to take care of you as a family. You know, use the city. And the fact that you're using the city is tremendous. I joke a lot, but it's in Waffle House. 
Yes, and I joke a lot that it's embedded. You guys, the Bulldogs, I mean, not to see y'all want to, y'all dream about it, but y'all would love to have full, full, you know, area codes. Y'all would oh, love yeah. to. And you know what, another thing, DJ, right before <laughs> I talk about that, I, 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 in recruiting when I was at Georgia Tech and, you know, seeing things, the number one um, recruiting point on Clemson's board is that they are so-and-so miles or hours away from, from Atlanta. Atlanta. The yeah. number one thing you guys is you got so-and-so hours or miles from Atlanta. So, so, so again, you know, with the 404, I think he's heading in the right direction. I think you got Jameer Gibbs and Jeff Sims, more talent being recruited. When you see talent playing like that as a young age and, he, you know, competition is king. I think that'll draw more recruits. Um, I love, love the excitement and how he's built that staff. And yeah. all we need now is that, and I, I know he can, is how good is the coaching? You know, right. I know it's, I know star studded as far as recruiting. I know it's star studded as far as you know being able to have the flair and the swagger, which I and that's the only thing I was disappointed in Syracuse, and I must see against uh, Louisville on Friday. I want to recognize our team. I, yes. I, I energy. I, I need passion. I need us flying around, playing together. You know. You know. You know. Building towards something. You know. For 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 the culture. I need to see that. I don't need to see us necessarily disappear. But the future is bright. Expectations. I get a little carried away. So I don't want to give you expectations. I get a little. <laughs> I'm too much of a fan when it comes to that, DJ. Uh, everybody gets in with a bowl game this year, so. How many games we are able to play? We got an extra game to play the game. More, big. Uh, experience and all that go board well for us. Yeah, that's big, man. So I appreciate you, man. Joe, this has been fun, man. Uh, yeah, I awesome. think a lot a lot of people go get going to listen to this and say, wow, I didn't know this about Joe. Or, wow, this dude is, is next level. Or, I love to see the way, you know, his life has gone this way, gone all the way up. So, man, you've been – You've been honest. You've been, you know, keeping it in the butt with us, man. So I definitely appreciate that, man. I appreciate you joining me. Uh, it's been fun having my man Joe Hamilton on the Triple Threat Podcast. You heard all the great nuggets. He said, Joe, the tech is on the ride. Y'all make sure y'all check him out on Hamilton Home Team, 680, man, in the morning. Y'all 9-11, right? 9-11, my brother. 9-11, man. Y'all make sure y'all check hey, out Joe Hamilton. DJ, I would. I, I'm sorry to cut you off like that, but I would like to just give a shout out to you, man, for 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 you know joining me uh, or having me on. Shout out for the love, the way you able to dissolve in Georgia, Georgia Tech, how you keep it real, the professional SEC network, what you represent, definitely how you represent the African American community, stand up father, stand up husband, all those things, man. We've always been friendly like that. And we've got, let these people know that, you know, good old fashioned, clean old fashioned hate is one thing on Saturday. But you get outside of Saturday, everything can be okay. Now, man, I appreciate you saying that, man. You always been a good dude to me, always been real cordial to me. Like I said, I looked up to you for a very long time, still do with all the stuff you're doing now, man. So, the fact you was able to join us here on the Triple Threat Podcast has been awesome, man. Uh, we appreciate everybody joining us, man. Continue to subscribe. Continue to listen. This has been the Triple Threat Podcast. we see you next time, next week. Deuces.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.